1: Big stories, big guests, the big picture. Afternoons with Rob Brickenridge. Weekdays 1230 to 3, 770 CHQR. Uh, Okay, so we can uh, certainly talk more about that. Uh, Another interesting announcement today. This is from uh, Uber. Our friends at Uber have decided, you know what? Uh, What if we could bypass the roads altogether? So this becomes less of a ride-sharing thing and more about Uber supplying a fleet that's going to transport people. Uber, as we know it now, is essentially ride-sharing. You own a vehicle, you got a bit of spare time. You're a driver, if someone needs a ride, you give them a ride, you make a bit of money. That's kind of the Uber model as we know it. But Uber has much bigger dreams than just that. Uh, essentially, uh, one day replacing all the cars that we own with a fleet of self-driving vehicles that they own and uh, changing transportation as we know it. Uber's now decided that they uh, want to to look to the skies as well as the roads. And so today they presented a vision of what would essentially be flying taxis to transport us around. And these wouldn't be all that far off either. I want to play for you a little bit of what uh, Uber's chief product officer, Jeff Holden, had to say uh, about this uh, fascinating new vision.
0: So how much will this cost to riders? Is this going to just be a luxury thing for the rich, like helicopters are kind of thought of today? Well, Uber wouldn't even build something like this if it weren't going to be for everyone. So we need a clear path to making Uber Air affordable. And our target, and this is ambitious, but I think it's very achievable, is to make this less expensive than driving your own car. Like literally push a button and get a flight becomes cheaper than driving your own car. Seriously. So why, can we, why is that possible? Well, it's all the reasons listed here. First, we're going to get to an unprecedented aircraft, for for the aircraft industry, unprecedented volume of manufacturing. And so what that's going to do is it's going to drive a lot of automation in the manufacturing, much more like automotive manufacturing than aircraft. And that drives the cost of the vehicle down dramatically. The aircraft are also, these aircraft as we're envisioning them, are very efficient. These are actually 10 times more energy efficient than helicopters, which again drives down the cost with this transition design. They need far less maintenance than other aircraft, and maintenance is a huge driver of cost in operating an aircraft. They're, they require less maintenance because they're much simpler mechanically, uh, and they have a, a ton of built-in redundancy. So if something breaks, it the aircraft doesn't crash. It's, it's able to you can still fly it completely safely. And the ride-sharing model makes it so that you, you drive costs down simply through utilization, as I was talking about before. The same applies in the air. You take a vehicle and you utilize it heavily. You split that cost across riders time, also split that cost across riders on a single flight. We'll be using pooling from day one, so these aircraft are flying with high load factors, which means just the number of seats filled. So that virtuous cycle of you you know, high demand, driving you know, utilization, driving down costs, that applies here too. Now, the early days pricing will certainly not be less than the cost of driving your own car. But it's also not going to be crazy high. We think that near launch, like basically once we kind of stabilize after launch, we'll, we'll be able to offer you an Uber Air flight for the cost of an Uber X trip on the ground. You'll fly pooled, but you'll pay Uber X prices. Now, of course, for that price, you'll also move at 150 to 200 miles per hour, point A to point B with no blockers. So that's a, that's a massive value proposition.
1: Uh, well, I guess it is. <laughs> I don't know what to make of this. This is pretty wild. Now, they're going to be launching this in Los Angeles uh, in just a few years. In fact, uh, he invokes Blade Runner in, in talking about their timeline here.
0: So the next logical thing to talk about is Blade Runner, obviously. Um, <laughs> for the sci-fi geeks in the room, like me, that was a very natural transition, I assure you. Um, in all seriousness, I was actually watching the new Blade Runner movie uh, just a few weeks ago, and I, and it, and I was you know, excited about the ubiquitous flying cars in the movie, and it inspired me to go back to the 1982 original edition of the movie to see what it predicted with flying cars. Um, and by the way, I hate the term flying cars, but I'm using it a lot. Sorry about that. Um, and it showed, it showed flying cars stars. Uh, going live or live in Los Angeles in 2019, which is kind of funny, actually, um, because I, you know, that actually brings me to one of my announcements today, which is that uh, Uber Air is coming to Los Angeles, and we're doing so in 2020. So Blade Runner was only off by one year, which is pretty impressive for a 1982 prediction. And we've selected L.A. as our uh, second U.S. city and plan to hold flight demonstrations there um, in a little over two years. Um, so we're really allowing, this is kind of you know elegant, we're allowing air taxis to emerge from the Hollywood movie set to the L.A. skies. Launching in L.A. is a really big deal. Um, This is at 13 million people and growing. L.A. is the second largest metro area in the United States and the 14th largest in the world. Um, Earlier this year, the L.A. Times reported via INRIC data that it's also the most congested city on Earth it's worth pointing out from an overall ride-sharing perspective that 14% of the land in L.A. County is dedicated to parking. That's one and a half times the amount dedicated to actually driving. And it's 18.6 million parking spots. That's over three parking spots per car in the city. Okay.
1: Well, that makes sense. L.A. is a big city. There's a lot of people there. There would uh, certainly be some appeal to this. Uh, There's a whole lot that needs to happen between now and then, obviously. There's the developing of the product, Obviously. Uh, you've would got to get, you gotta get federal authorities to sign off on all of this uh, to allow for these vehicles to be flown, to regulate all of this. How do you then uh, uh, monitor, navigate, oversee this, this uh, new traffic in the air, right? We already got concerns about people flying drones where they're not supposed to. So now we're going to add all of this to the mix. What are the rules around that? So you thought that uh, self-driving cars opened uh, a can of worms. Uh, this uh, certainly does as well. Nine seven four eight two five five as a number. We are back with more right after this.
0: Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge
1: starting at twelve thirty on News Talk seven seventy Calgary.